Welcome back to the Nebraska Abilities Podcast. I am Nate, alongside my uh, co-hosts, Zach and Andy, for uh, week 11 of the college football season. We've got a lot of work to do, but uh, Nebraska last week, uh, tuned in at all, won the rest game, and uh, fell to the Michigan State fighting referees, um, Spartans, I mean, uh, 17 to 20. And they will be <laughs> wanting that game back, I have a feeling. That was uh, a game where just not a lot of things really went the Huskers' way. And yes, there were some questionable referee calls, but overall, one could argue that Nebraska probably shouldn't have won the game anyways. <laughs> so uh, a lot of things to clean up. I think uh, we've got the coach to do it. But uh, it's it's a long road from here, and we're still looking for that elusive sixth win to get us to a bowl game. So hopefully we can find some magic this week and uh, kind of re rekindle the fire of this team. But definitely a lot of work uh, to go into all phases of the game, really. The, the defense wasn't as strong as we have seen the past few weeks, and the offense continued to... Uh, sputter for lack of a better word um it existed but not well and <laughs> that's about uh, really all i can say for it i'll i'll pass it on to zachary andy on their uh initial thoughts on what they saw uh last saturday yeah i mean you hit the nail on the head it was it was probably the roughest showing that nebraska's had since michigan easily for for me um it looked like in t- the entire team came out just flat didn't I don't want to say they didn't want to play. That's not the right word, but um, it just looked like they kind of forgot that they could do it kind of deal, I guess. I don't know. It, it just looked like they kind of forgot that they were at, like, at least defense wise, looked like they forgot kind of what they were doing and kind of forgot that they were actually pretty good. Our offense has been questionable all year, especially when you look at, you know, injuries and whatnot, but that game was just rough. Um, as soon as we thought maybe we had some things going, you know, maybe we could get some momentum. Uh, we just lose it. And yeah, questionable non penalties aside, I guess. Um, nothing really just went the way of the Huskers. Uh, I, this is something we can obviously discuss more in depth later, but something that I had wondered about if maybe it was, uh, something that was affecting was it had been a while since we'd been on the road. I mean, we had two previous games uh, and then a bye week in there too, where we just didn't, you know, we didn't travel. So I'm sure that was nice, but also like, I think that was something that affected the team a little bit too, is that that travel time was probably, and I know it was only to Michigan. So I mean, I know it's not that far, but still, I think it was enough to really get the team off kilter. But luckily for us, like we discussed last week, we're still in the we're still in the shot to go bowling, um, and we've got three chances to do it against three beatable teams. Um, I think at this point, uh, now we now we get to see how the team really responds because we've got we've got a goal in front of us, and I know Rule has said that he's going for a bigger goal, but he's obviously looking at this like well. You know, if we get a bowl game, not only do we get a bowl game, not only does his first year go incredibly beyond what we I would consider a success. I'm sure we all feel the same way, but it also goes into 
the territory of extra practice. And I don't think anybody's going to say that we don't need the extra practice. So um, we'll get more into it, obviously. So I'll pass it to Andy for your quick and quick hitting thoughts. Uh, hot take, but not really a hot take. Uh, we are not good on offense. That might come to a shock to a lot of you. Maybe, maybe not. Um, it is very evident that Saturday proved that Nebraska needs to go out at some point in the portal when the season ends and get some type of quarterback that I think needs to be an actual quarterback, I think is what the team needs. And, you know, I know Rule and Satterfield haven't specifically stated that, like, that's what they want to do with the future of the program. But I think right now, Nebraska kind of needs to stray away from having an athletic QB where I can do both passing and running. I think right now you have to focus on finding just a passing quarterback. Now, granted, we don't really have the receivers to do that either at this time, which those will come with time. But Saturday just proved that like you, this team cannot play from behind. Um, It needs to stay ahead and be ahead and just keep doing what it does. And, you know, this is the first time that the defense has really kind of let us down um, since probably the start of the Michigan game. Um, it's it's just proven that, you know, the turnover snafu bug, whatever you want to call it, losing that turnover battle finally comes back and haunts Nebraska. Um, you know, they had won the past three games just losing the turnover battle and you know eventually that was going to catch up to nebraska and it does um now granted one of those interceptions the guy had heinrich's first interception was technically a punt um you could classify it that way if you look at the spin zone of that the guy that he should have hit was wide open and threw it 20 yards to the right right to the safety so both can go that way, but regardless, Nebraska loses the turnover battle and it finally comes back to bite them. And Saturday just proved, like I said, that Nebraska is a team that cannot play from behind down more than one score. Um, and I had thought that most of the second half at two is, you know, Nebraska kept going three and out and they were just kind of hanging on by a thread. But I was like, at some point, Michigan is going to start to get within a two score range. And I think then that's when, you know, we saw Nebraska started to like passing it more and speeding it up because they had to, because they just needed points. I mean, you can't run your seven, eight minute option offense when you're down two scores, knowing that the offensive weapons you have are very limited with Nebraska. And, you know, I think, you know, and who knows if this is just the season fatiguing Heinrich or anything, but I don't think he looked particularly well in the pocket in terms of decision-making trying to get out of the pocket. I mean, he just looked like flat, you know, whether he was dropping back for a pass and trying to make a decision or trying to scramble out of the pocket. I mean, the first couple of games when he first started like Northern Illinois, Louisiana tech, you know, he'd scramble out of the pocket, make some of those runs. And, you know, he had some Saturday too, but, I think he got sacked, what, seven, eight times? I mean, it was, he just, you know, did not have a good game doing that. And then, you know, you can look at the offensive line also didn't have a good game either. But, I mean, just if you look at the tape, it's just Heinrich did not look great Saturday at all. I mean, he had all three turnovers. Um, 
you know, the interception and then the two strip sacks. I mean, those, those are all, you know, technically, again, like I said, the interception was an arm punt, but that's still a turnover against Heinrich when, like I said, Alex Bullock, if he had just thrown that on target as wide open, you know, the DB fell on the play and that's an easy touchdown right there. And, you know, losing by three points, I mean, that interception costs you six points, essentially. Um, if you look at it, if Heinrich makes the better throw on that play. So, you know, that could be a, like a difference in this game of Nebraska winning 23 to 20 instead of losing 17 to 20. So um, overall, I think all three phases of Nebraska's game on Saturday was not the, I mean, it was bad. It wasn't the worst performance they've had, but none of it was good. They looked flat on all sides of the ball, you know, and we'll talk about more special teams. Cause there's, I got a bone to pick with what exactly they want to do with punt returning, because I don't know the point of putting Billy Kemp back there. If you know that you're just going to fair catch it and not even attempt to make a run up because some of those fair catches, I mean, he had 15, 20 yards in front of him that, well, how that game was going and the offense not particularly moving the ball well, I think Nebraska needed every single yard advantage they could have in that game just to set your offense up with something rather than catching it at, you know, the five-yard line. And I know, like, we are all kind of irate for one of his catches. I mean, he fair catches it at the five-yard line. It's like, dude, what? Like, take your chance. Like, let the ball try to roll into the end zone. Like, why are you trying to catch it at the five-yard line instead of, getting you know that cost you 15 yards most likely it says rule i think rule said something about that though too is that yeah he i think he later was like yeah i didn't like that decision and i wish i would have had it back yeah and would have, and it, that he also would have let ethan nation take some and it's like okay yes. but like at in the moment obviously we're not coaches but like in the moment i really wish he would have decided that like after the yeah, especially that five, that yeah. five yarder or the one on the five, like that mm-hmm. was ridiculous. And that, and I think that goes back to just rule and Ed Foley communicating because it's like if you're gonna have Billy Kemp back, but only use him to catch fair catches because of what happened last week of fumbling, you know, kickoffs and punt returns. It's like Michigan State knows that, like they're just gonna absolutely boot the crap out of the ball, and you know, it's like it doesn't matter how far we boot it because they're gonna fair catch it and not even a chance to return. So. I yeah, that's in yeah, like Zach said, Rule had talked about putting Ethan Nations there back just to get some yards out of that because there were plenty of chances for Nebraska to get just ten yards out of a kick, and that's ten less yards that the offense needs to get. Um, considering that second half, I mean, shoot, they had four they had the first drive out of the second half that went six plays, and then I think four the next four or five were three and outs. So just not not a particularly well game all around by Nebraska. Not yeah, everything about that game was just bad. And the defense, when you needed them the most that game to try to keep you in the game, just you know, broken a lot of big plays that set Michigan State up to score. You know, we can argue how much we want that that Michigan State's touchdown wasn't a touchdown, and theoretically, it, it clearly wasn't because I don't know what rule says that the receiver can use the ground to help you make a catch and complete a catch. But, you know, I guess there wasn't enough to overturn it, even though it was very clear that even though the receiver had one hand on the ball, the other nose of it was clearly on the grass and using the grass to make the catch. But 
like Nate said, I mean, you can only do so much with the refs and what they do when you are not playing very well as well. Um, and the, yeah, a lot of, a lot of jumble thoughts there, but at the end of the day, like Nate said, even if Nebraska won the game, they didn't deserve that win the game. Um, there was just too many mistakes that they did and just poor execution all around that cost them the game. And I think regardless of what happens at this season, I think this game and the Minnesota game, they're going to look back on as opportunities that got away from them to add two more wins to your wooden column. Um, those are games they are probably going to be truly disgusted and sick by of how they lost these games and like what could have been done and what could have been better with that. But yeah, we'll pass it to Nate. We'll start with what <laughs> what do we even do on offense? Yeah. <laughs> yep, that was like you said, flat performance all around by the team, and we'll go into the flattest potentially <laughs> phase of the game uh, here. The offense, you know, I don't know what you do. <laughs> we're we're sitting. I mean. 12 for 28 passing yards, 129 yards total passing is not not ideal. About 10 yards uh, per pass there. Not going to win you a whole lot of games. I mean, the running attack is good. The running attack works. But like you said, Andy, if we're playing from behind, which we were, we can't just sit there in the option run your seven, eight minute offense and grind it out. You got to take the air and you got to take those chances and we've clearly shown that that part of the game is not our forte. And I don't know really where he makes a change. Cause you could make the case for the Jeff Sims experience, but I don't. He's on the sun. Remember that? Trust that one. either. <laughs> so uh, he's got a permanent home on the sun now. <laughs> thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> How does he keep showing up on the sideline? (laughs) How is he getting back here? (laughs) But I mean, and I don't know. I've said it all season that I don't think Heinrich is a great quarterback, but he's a good game manager. And at least that game, I don't know that you could say that because at some point, yeah, you, you know, the one interception kind of hung on him and, I don't know. You just got to make the pass to the open guy. If it's not like it was a particularly windy day or anything that where the weather was really impacting things, um, that ball just, you just gotta execute. was never on target for Bullock at all. Yeah, I mean, it it yeah. it was drifting right the entire time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Bullock was like screaming the opposite way. And it was just, he's like, I am not fast yeah, enough to even try to go yeah. break up this pass. You could even see it on his face. They showed like a replay, and he was like looking up, and then all of a sudden he was like, oh. Like he's going that way, and then you could tell him trying to track it, but it, that's not his fault. Mm-hmm. He's he was told, you know, you're going to go left, and he's like, I guess I'm going right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I guess a positive is that we hit over a hundred yards passing. Um, we had to. So there is that, <laughs> and I mean, Fedoni is showing up when he can, but I don't know it. The passing game needs to improve, and I don't know how to improve it is the issue. I wholeheartedly agree. You either have to go to the transfer portal or probably put your faith in one of your recruits coming in. Um, I mean, there there could certainly be the off chance that Heinrich improves 
astronomically over the off season and we see a completely different offense, but I, I wouldn't <laughs> as a non-betting man, I would not bet too much on that one. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. You got to control the game if you're the Huskers and it didn't help that the defense didn't really hold up their end of the bargain because they kind of put the offense in that really uncomfortable situation that they just don't know how to play from. And so, it it looked rough because it was rough, and they that's not their game. Like I said, 148 yards and two touchdowns on the ground is, I mean, that's not bad for the offense at all. But something's got to change the passing game, and it you got to be able to keep defenses honest too. So you have to be able to pass the ball a little bit and have some some sort of competent quarterback in play just to <laughs> so. Defenses don't stack the box against you, but I don't know. It It's uh, scary looking forward, but I don't know. I, I will eat my words. I will say that uh, I know last week I was talking about incremental progress that I was seeing from the offense. I uh, I think it was incremental progress backwards uh, this week. So. <laughs> Because that was, yeah, nobody nobody stepped up, I guess, was another part of my my issue with that game. It was, and, yeah, and it, they, you can make the case, too, that it's a young team that, again, a lot of the starters aren't there. So you don't have, you know, your Marcus Washington or your Billy Kemp to say, hey, we're in crunch time. Get me the ball and we'll go from there. So you don't have that necessarily that presence that can hopefully lift you out of a little bit of a rut there. But I don't know. It <laughs> it was rough. I think Rule's got a lot of work ahead of him. Satterfield, I don't think, called a great game either. There were some, you know, questionable calls on the uh, offensive coordinating side of things. And I don't know. It. It just was not my favorite game to watch. <laughs> so I'll I'll throw it over to you, Zach. I don't know if you have anything, uh, any uh, positive spin on that one for the offense. But. Well, so I'll start with this one is that, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that we're talking about the offense in this case first, just because I think we could start with any phase of the game and we could say about the same thing. Just nobody seemed like they wanted to execute. Uh, shouldn't say they didn't want to. It just seemed like nobody could. Um, it was just, it was like <clears throat> for every one hit that we did have that was good, we had three inevitable misses right after that. It was just, it it was death by a thousand cuts at that point, it felt like. And no matter what we did that was good, it was always negated somewhere. And the weird thing was, uh, is that Nebraska overall played a pretty clean game. I mean, they had some penalties, but it was, it's been, that's kind of been one of my things all so far this year after the first couple games is that we've been a pretty well-disciplined team up until this game. And, but this, this one was a different type of discipline where it's like, we, we had good discipline when it comes to the penalty side of things, but the rest of the game just suffered. And the thing is, is, I mean, football is definitely a game of, you know, (laughs) inches, but it's also a game of mentality and it's a game of, uh, you know, slow progression in a way, but, it just seemed like no matter what, we couldn't, we just couldn't do anything. And I mean, with the offense, uh, ironically enough, I actually took 
like a bunch of notes after the game. Um, and obviously those watching on video can see this, but those that are just <laughs> listening to it, there's at least a solid, like two or three pages on my phone here. Um, I'm not going to go through all of them just cause this was, this was straight up just me word vomiting. But like my first initial point was the quarterback play was awful. Um, you, you can't, there is no real positive spin you can put on it. Other than I guess Heinrich had a touchdown and that, that touchdown play looked good. Um, and I'm going to actually disagree with you a little bit, Nate. There were some questionable calls from Satterfield. Like this coming from me, I think is a big deal, but I don't think Satterfield's at all. The one I, I don't think he deserves a whole lot of blame. Some on those questionable calls, but I put the questionable calls more into the idea of like, maybe this weird play call here or there will be enough to surprise them and then spur the team on. Don't always like it. Don't think it's always going to work, but I think he knows that and he's kind of just trying to work with what he's got um, and was trying to do something that would catch the other team on off off guard. But again, also spur the offense to, to do what they need to do and just nothing happened. And at the end of the day, that falls on the players that they need to execute. And, it, you know, looking at some of those passes, if, if you would have hit Bullock on the one pass, or if he would have hit was uh, there one that he sent to Fedoni that was way too high. There, I know there was a pass that was way too high. It was some two some uh, God, it might have been Jaden Doss. Either way, there were a couple. Yeah, there were a couple that were just way too high. Yeah. And it's like, dude, if you would have, well, that one, one of them specifically was for a first down. It was like second or third and eight or whatever. Easily would have been a first down. Wouldn't have really gone too far because he had to turn around entirely to catch the ball. Probably would have landed, got tackled, but it would have been a first down. Probably got that momentum swinging didn't have it and just tossed it way, way over his head. And so it, you know, I, I don't know if this is true, but apparently, uh, Chubba Purdy has been, well, he's been hurt. I know that part's been true, but then apparently a while, like in the uh, preseason, he was apparently listed as number two. Oh, they were saying like, Oh, he's our number two quarterback. So I'm sitting here questioning, maybe not, Maybe not. He maybe he wasn't ready for Michigan State, and it's fine. But now I'm wondering, like, do we finally, you know, bite the bullet and try? Because I think out of the remaining three games, uh, I think this is going to be—I don't want to say the easiest defense, but I think this is going to be the t- uh, the least toughest defense compared to Wisconsin and Iowa that are coming up. I think Maryland would be if you're going to try something different at quarterback. This is the game you try it. Not because Maryland's bad, but I think if you're going to try it, that's the game you do because Maryland's kind of slipping and sliding right now. And I think, you know, if, if, if that's what they feel is the best option is to give us the best chance to win. This is where you do it. Um, Cause Wisconsin and Iowa is going to be throwing them to the wolves and that's not real fair. Uh, but weirdly enough, as coaching decisions usually go, um, seems like they're sticking with Harburg. And I think they've even said they're sticking with Harburg for this game. Now that I think back to it. So obviously they're not changing it and, I know I'm the one that's been saying, "Oh, you don't like you don't you don't get rid of the hot hand using the basketball analogy." But in this case, uh, I know it's only been one game, and Harburg's gotten us all the wins. But I do question if now they are going to start, you know, interspersing Purdy in there. But if they thought he was number two in preseason, you know, and if he's been hurt, that makes sense why we haven't seen him. But maybe they're seeing something we're not because he was definitely not number two. If you go back to last year. So, um, uh, another note I had here, I said, O line play has looked 
or has still gotten better and yet we still look bad. Um, a lot of that goes down to the backup argument. Um, you know, we're, we're playing a lot of backups that we're not de- I shouldn't say destined, but weren't envisioned to be starters at the beginning of the year. But at this point, that's been an excuse for the last three, you know, couple games. And you can, we can say that all we want, but at some point it has to be remedied. And, you know, that comes down to me down to the coaching to a degree. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, I still maintain that, you know, the players still got to execute, but it's also on your coach. If somebody's not executing, you got to put somebody else in there that will. But again, I think we're at a point where we really don't have the luxury of doing that. Maybe we do, but it doesn't seem like we do much. Um, what else do I have in here? Uh, I, I put, I tried to put a positive note in here that says has Nebraska fans were super downtrodden with the team lately. And once we have the sign of uh failure, come back, we're all like, Oh, year's over. We're done. And I get it. But this is year one of a rebuild and we knew it was going to be tough. Um, the fact that we've seen as much success as we have should still be, you know, commended. And I still think rule is the right guy to do it. Um, it just really sucks when we thought, this game was going to be the one to send us to a bowl and it should have been, but at the same time, had we won it, we would have been, we'd be sitting here like, yeah, there's no way there's no way we should even be at this point. And then I'd honestly be even more nervous for whatever bowl game we would get, which would still be a kind of probably a crappy one anyway, but uh, what else? Yeah, I guess I did say offensive play calling is still suspect, but Aha. I did say that, but like I, I, as I, as I've, you know, kind of slept on it a little bit, I go, I came back to my conclusion of, uh, I think he was, I, yeah, the analogy of throwing stuff at a wall, see what sticks. It doesn't always work. And I do maintain that sometimes you need to keep it simple, but I don't know there. What, what is the, what is the answer on offense? I don't know if any of us are going to be able to answer that. I, I legitimately believe if we just take the rest of this year into context and then tried to solve world peace, we'd have a better shot at solving world peace than solving our <laughs> offensive problems. And that might sound a little excessive and might be a little bit, uh, just, just a tad, a tad much, but I, at least with world peace, there's been attempts. So we might be able to build off of that, but this year, <laughs> I don't know what else we got, but that was a lot. Uh, I will pass it to Andy for your, for your thoughts. A uh, fun little nugget that, uh, I remember that came out of uh, Saturday was that was the first time Nebraska has committed zero penalties in a game since 2005 against Maine. And they still stayed the game. It stayed at zero penalties the whole time, the entire time there was, well, we had a couple called on us, but they were all declined. They were all declined or offset. So, but yes, there were zero called penalties because they're, there, I think there was like an offsides call on a Michigan State field goal that they declined. Um, so, I mean, yeah. that technically could have been it. But, yeah, there were a couple that were declined or offset, but there was never any called. So, I guess technically a positive going back to the discipline thing, but you still In lost the, wrong the game. Area. In the In area the, for this yeah. game, though, unfortunately. Yes. I mean, we could also bring up – sorry, I know I just said I was done, but the for one thing we forgot was the the pass interference, which yeah, there were I still maintain – I still maintain – that might not have won us the game, but I don't think the interception would have happened right after that had the right. had that not happened. But yeah. I'm not gonna be the guy that says, "Oh, the refs lost us that game." Because even if we didn't, even if we got that call, right, still no guarantee we would have made it anywhere. Right. That. So, um, 
going back to the whole backup quarterback thing, um, it's, I mean, they just must not trust anybody but Heinrich right now. And I know we haven't seen Chubba, but I mean, if there's like, he's probably a better passer than Heinrich. But if the fact that like he's not even going to come in and try to pass and win the game, I I don't know how much trust they have in Chuba even being thrown out there. And we I you know haven't seen him obviously maybe outside of one garbage time drive, but I mean there there just must be nobody that Rule or Satterfield trust right now other than Heinrich. And yeah, like you said, like he's already been announced for the starter, and you know he still should be the starter just because again we don't know what else we're going to get from anybody else but he's now kind of encroaching on the territory that Jeff Sims did when he first started the season and leading the quarterback leading all quarterbacks in the nation with turnovers now because I mean all three of them Saturday were Heinrich <laughs> I mean the interception and the two strip sacks um, now I'll give I mean if you look at Heinrich's rushing numbers I mean 31 yards rushing, obviously, you know, doesn't look that great, but you got to account that the stupid college rule that sacks take away from your rushing yards. So Heinrich, I got sacked seven or eight times. So count however many losses of yards he had those for those. Cause I mean, his, his longest run was what, 43 yards and he finished with 31 yards. And you're like, well, how does that make sense? How does that work? Well, the college does it stupid and differently than the NFL does in terms of counting stacks against you in terms of rushing yards. Regardless, I would love to see Emma Johnson get the ball more. I mean, but I think both Grant and Johnson had a pretty good game Saturday of running the ball. And that goes back to Satterfield doing away with it for some reason. I mean, what I had so like, I remember texting you guys the entire game was like, just keep running the ball. Cause I mean, that, especially the first drive of the second half. I mean, they had two first downs or like at least a first down right out of the gate on like an 11 yard run. And they had popped some of those 10, 11 yard runs, just like running straight up the middle. And I was like, just keep doing it. Like, why are you trying to deviate and do anything fancy other than just give the running backs your ball? I mean, the only way you're going to prove if they're proven running backs for the future is you just keep giving them at the games like this. And they didn't fumble. They didn't make mistakes. I think Bixie and Josh Fleeks on some of those sweeps and those end arounds is good because he, he got to the edge and got six, seven yards out of those. So I think that's also useful as well. But going back to, I mean, you can't, I don't know why we keep running wide receiver screens. Like you're asking your freshman wide receivers to try to hold a run, like a passing block against veteran big 10 cornerbacks. It's like, that and you know, Fedoni's been good, but I think my only gripe with him is he is playing like a kid who has never played football in two years. I mean, he can catch you and get you some big yards, but I, I think don't there's think... an explainable reason for that. There is an explainable reason. <laughs> there, you're, you're right, there is an explainable reason, but I don't think his blocking is very good. I mean, there were a couple plays. There's like, some he's definitely missed. He's missed, yeah. and like even a run block. I mean, he completely whiffs on a guy, and then we get tackled in the backfield. I'm like, dude, like you are so much bigger than these ends. Like, just hold your block, and or at least at least get in front of them. Like, yeah, just, and it's mm-hmm. like I know, you know, 
again, I've never torn my ACL twice. I don't know what the recovery and like what how much of your speed you can get back from what you had before, but I don't think he's very fast setting the edge or run blocking. And, you know, in some of those screens that we ran, I mean, Bullock gets lit up immediately because you see Fedoni block and all of a sudden he just like, oh, he's done. He gives up and then the cornerback streams right through. And it's like, I don't, I, and I don't know if that's a Fedoni thing. I don't know if that's a coaching, tight end coaching thing. Um, you know, I, they don't ever give the ball to Borkature anymore. So I can't really say if it's both a tight end thing because I haven't seen Borkature do it, but they also don't run the ball to his side or give him the ball that much. So that's why I'm only picking on Fedoni right now because he's been the most glaring, obvious one to miss those blocks at the same time. But I would really hope that gets improved because Fedoni can be really good for us and he can be a really good player. I think he just has some developmental things to still to work on at the college game. And if you want to be a tight end, especially in a Matt Rule offense that wants to run the ball, you got to block. And whether it's the option, I mean, I, at a credit to Michigan State, I mean, we tried the fullback belly option pass once and it immediately got blown up. So I think they were prepared for that. And I think that's what, you know, these next three games are going to be is these teams are going to know, you know what we run now. It's okay. Are you able to block and ex- still execute it successfully or is Satterfield going to have to try to switch it up? And that's where I don't know where to go with the offense other than. I liked how we ran the ball with our running backs. I think Emmett Johnson should probably get more than 13 carries a game. Um, I think he can be really good for us. And I don't know why we aren't giving him the ball that much. I mean, now I know you want to keep running the option with Heinrich, but I don't, I don't know what. Yeah. Satterfield is just kind of puzzling me still. Of this what this is going to kill me to say as a classic Nebraska fan, but I really wish we would stop running the option with Harburg. Because I, he either like it's shown that it's like it's taken a toll on him this season. It, I think it, he's progressively yeah, gotten true. slower. Well, yeah, and like you said, his decision making when he would mm-hmm. go back, he just looked slow. He couldn't. I mean, granted, I'm never I've never been a quarterback. I don't know what goes all into this, and that's pr- part of it. But like, mm-hmm. it just he looked slow. Like his normal decision making, where it's like, oh, you know, take a second or two and nobody's mm-hmm. open, take off running. Even then, he looked like he forgot how to run. And it's just like, dude. And then the option plays just, oh, God. And it's been that's been a problem all year, if you ask me, because mm-hmm. he'll, he'll uh, either misread it, and the guy that, sh- that usually bites on the running back, he'll, he'll already have it pitched out to him, which is way too early, which is not how it works, mm-hmm. or... He'll do that and he'll be like, Oh, I need, you know, the option has a pitch in it. I need to do that. And mm-hmm. it's like, Well, you just gave up the idea of the option. So it's like, uh, I get why we run it. And of course, every person that's from Nebraska that's over the age of like 25 is like, Yeah, run the, run the option more. But it's like, it doesn't, it, it works against worse defenses. And I mean, mm-hmm. Michigan State. For all as bad as their record is, they had a good defense. I mean, their roster is really talented. They finally put it together against us. Well, and a couple other teams, but it's just like, uh, it's just rough. It's so, it's just so and rough to watch the offense or the just, option. They're very, and I, yeah, I know why. I mean, they're just, they're very limited of what they can do successfully right now. And I think that is, that's the biggest thing holding them back. And I think that is, like I had mentioned before, what, rule and company has 
to do the minute the portal opens this offseason is you have to find some sort of experienced quarterback that is an actual quarterback and not some sort of mobile hybrid. I mean, I, you just, you can't keep trying to do. And I, I always go back to the thought. It's like, what would Casey Thompson look like in this type of offense? Now, granted, you know, losing your three top receivers doesn't really help either, but I, I mean, Casey was mobile enough to still help good pockets awareness. And, you know, does that open the playbook more to get your freshman wide receivers who have the speed, the ball, does it open the playbook more for Satterfield? If you have that type of quarterback in this, uh, in this system. And uh, we would have just tore his ACL sooner. That's all. <laughs> well, what a man dream. <laughs> I mean, I, I agree. I a hundred percent agree, but our offensive but, line wouldn't have been able to, wouldn't have been able to keep him healthy. If he, if right. he was destined to tear his ACL, mm-hmm. it would happen way sooner. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's what rule has to, immediately look for the minute the portal opens is you have to you have to get somebody in here with that is an actual quarterback with experience and it might not be a name from a big name school or somebody we like but it has to be somebody that's not on this roster right now because i know they said oh heinrich can we keep developing him for next year and everything but i'm like if this is how this offense is going to be i don't want to see what like Heinrich is next year, regardless of how you develop him. And, you know, a lot of this also goes back to the previous coaching staff that didn't do any of this or develop him to be this type of quarterback either, um, or just be a quarterback in general. But yeah, I think, I don't know. You guys pretty much hit on most of the offensive points, but I think we can switch over to defense now and they're not so stellar showing when we kind of needed them the most this season yeah for anyone who was hoping that uh, this discussion was going to take a turn for the better you are probably uh in for a you are not a nebraska fan (laughs) because you would know where this is going i mean yeah the defense just didn't show up they the good news is they only gave up 20 points, which in the grand scheme of things isn't that much. But with our offense, it was just enough that we couldn't keep up with it. And it was it was rough to watch because they were giving up quite a few big plays, as you guys have mentioned. Um, that's really what I think killed the team is because, I mean, we held them under 100 yards rushing. Yeah, held them to 63 yards rushing. So as per usual, uh, the run defense was was there. Their longest run went for nine yards on the ground, so that was that was good. But they had a couple passes near fifty yards, you know, and the touchdown that should have been called a touchdown. We can we can look over, but I mean, past that, they they just they were a decent passing team, and I know I was worried about that. At some point, I wasn't necessarily sure it was going <laughs> to. I didn't really have the thought that it would be Michigan State to expose our uh, secondary, but uh, they certainly did. And I knew, I think we all knew that of the parts of our defense, the secondary was the most susceptible to, you know, being broken. And. Michigan State credit to them. They were able to find, you know, the chinks in the armor there and 
really just kind of tear us apart. And our defense, yeah, they they broke. <laughs> they didn't just bend; they broke uh, multiple times, and we can really come back for it. And then the other <laughs> the other issue is we just couldn't come up with a turnover. I mean. <laughs> Even even one one turnover in that game could have certainly swayed things, given us a little momentum, at least gives the offense a chance, ideally maybe in Michigan State's territory already, you know, uh, at least for a field goal or something. But uh, couldn't couldn't quite muster that. And that was uh, – you're not going to win the turnover battle necessarily a whole lot with the way your offense is playing, but if you can at least, you know, keep it <laughs> – close keep it within uh, one turnover i think it gives us a fighting chance and i don't know that that's necessarily the defense's fault per se but um it's something that has been an issue where they just haven't caused a lot of turnovers um in the past so i know the past couple games they had gotten better better at that but we need all the help we can get and the defense whether they like it or not, they are our crutch and they are the side of the ball that really has to carry this team kicking and screaming into a victory. And so if they can't, then we're in a world of trouble. And we saw that on Saturday, I think so, but they just, they came out flat. Like, like I said, the whole team came out flat and the defense was no exception. Um, There wasn't anyone who really Stood out too much, you could say. I mean, Luke Reimer had a solid stat line, but outside of that, I mean, we did have three sacks, so the Big Mac sack tradition lives on. Um, I don't know. I think that we're... I'm not really... I don't know. I, I can see the defense improving. I, I think they'll get better after this game. I think they'll learn from the mistakes. But just a really, really inopportune time to have a bad defensive showing. <laughs> I mean, Michigan State's, you know, it's a team that I I know I said, and they I'm pretty sure they heard me that I was not too confident on Michigan State uh, to be, you know, at talentless or anything. And they took that to heart, I think. And it, it so it was should've. your fault. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Um, I will say nothing but good things about the Turbo <laughs> Boys coming in uh, this weekend. But, yeah, it, just really, really bad timing. It, it's a team we should have beat and should have been able to control the ball against. Um, I don't know if maybe because they started their backup quarterback and maybe that threw them off of it, uh, but you should still come in game planning for a team that's probably going to pass more than their run. And I don't know, defense, at the end of the day just couldn't get the job done. So disappointing showing. I think they'll, I think they'll be back. Um, but sad, sad weekend for us. <laughs> so I'll, I'll go ahead and pass it over to you, Zach. This is one of the, this is maybe a worse indictment when it comes to like how I, how I, you know, review the game as I'm watching it and what to talk about with the offense, I had notes upon notes upon notes because it was like, man, you could point to things. It's like that needs to improve. That needs to improve with the defense. It's like, 
we've seen so much improvement this year. And then this one, I really had no notes and it's not because we didn't play well. you know, it's not like we, it's not like normal where it's like, ah, oh, Hey, you know, they did the thing. They did great. They're, they're the reason that we won this game essentially. Um, you know, they, they, they are the reason that we were able to go and score or whatever. This one, I had nothing. And it was not because it wasn't because they played lights out, obviously, but it was just, it's not the defense that we're used to seeing this year which is, again, weird to talk about because we definitely didn't expect that coming into the year. And like you said, Nate, I don't think anybody expected Michigan State to be the one to be like, oh, outside of Michigan that we lost to, I don't think anybody expected Michigan State to also be the team that was like, oh, you know, on the roll that we've been on for whatever that means, for Nebraska at least, yeah, just this game was, this was so hard to, look at the defense and really be like, well, what was the issue? That's just it. I really don't know is, is like, at least with the offense, it's like, Oh, the offensive line didn't look very good at the time. Or like, Oh, Harburg couldn't throw a pass very well. Like, you know, there are very clear things that you can point to on the offense and say, Oh, you know, this is why things didn't work out. The defense just, you know, there were times where they played well enough that they could have easily been the defense that we've seen it might have just been a slow start or something and then they would give up a third and eight or something it's just like oh well you know and then all that momentum that they had built up trying to get you know the first couple downs you know finished and early and try to get a three and out they, it was deflated and you could just tell i i mean i mean this this was something else that i put in my notes too is just that like seemed like coaching in general just seemed lost um i mean i'm not saying like they looked like they did terrible things or nothing but it was just like for just like half the time it's like even even there even with questionable calls it's like what are we doing sometimes like you know maybe take a time out maybe you know i don't know this one was tough because it's kind of what i said before the death by a thousand cuts where it's like for every good play that we had it seemed like we gave up just enough where michigan state had you know, they had that, that drive in them to just finish, finish it out. And, and it's, it's like, I, you know, it'd be different if we had like eight penalties as a defense, be like, Oh, well that's what it was, you know, but like, it's hard. It's hard. I don't know. I, I, I can sit here and I can try and figure out what it was, but I have no idea. This one's tough because it was just like, they, they didn't play well enough to win, but they didn't play terrible enough to call them the reason that we lost. You know what I mean? It's right in that gray area where it's just, they just showed up. They didn't execute. And I mean, again, but this is the whole team thing. So it's not like, it's not like you can just point at the defense and be like, Oh, well they gave up 40 points. That's the other thing too. They only gave up 20. And in the big 10, that's, you know, this is a big 10 score 17 to 20. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. And that's the hard-hitting analysis that you get from the Nebraska Abilities boys. <laughs> uh, Andy, I'm going to pass to you. Yeah, not much more other than what you guys have said. Um, I mean, credit to Michigan State. They out-schemed Tony White, I thought. And a lot of, yeah, how to beat a three-three-five is exactly what Michigan State did. I mean, you, hopefully you out beat the aggressiveness of what Tony White wanted to do. And they did. I mean, some of those big pass pass plays you saw were just broken coverage of just sucking the linebackers in. And then you'd got the middle, middle of the field open every single time because, you know, you 
get the linebackers to bite on the run like you are doing and just use the aggressiveness against you. And uh, yeah, there's not much other than I, you know, I thought their quarterback played a lot better than I thought he was going to play. Um, you know, and some of those sideline throws, I mean, we had really good coverage. I mean, it was just a better ball thrown at the right time just to beat our corners. And yeah, I mean, at some point, Nebraska was going to have to rely on them to be better on defense to win them a game. And like Nate had said, force a turnover, just get better field position. But yeah, it was just one of those games where the defense just did not play their best when we really needed them to. And those come back to bite Nebraska. But yeah, I don't have much more, much more on the defense other than just a good game by Michigan State. And my... My big gripe is now with the special teams. Um, I do think just as one other point, I think mm-hmm. this week, like you said, Nate, I think this is the week that we see them respond again, though. Like mm-hmm. we got boat raced by Michigan. We came back and we beat Illinois. And Illinois has done well enough that, you know, we look like we beat a competent team there. I think Maryland's another good test in that regard. It's like, man, we, we should have won this last week. And now I think how they respond to Maryland is, is, key you know i think this Mm -hmm. because if they do end up beating maryland again we're going bowling and like Mm -hmm. not uh, you know i don't i don't want to say oh that officially is the successful season that we needed because it'd be great to go out and win two more but if we go and we get a bowl on saturday then it's like we're playing with house money at that point like everything else Mm -hmm. we get from there is gravy and yeah again i think we all started the year and i mean granted our predictions might not have said it but I don't know if I was even expecting a bowl game this year. And so, I mean, the fact we're still this close, I think is still something to be said. I do think the team will respond well, but Mm -hmm. it just sucks because we were on a pretty good roll there for a while. Yeah. Yeah. October was pretty nice. October was great. It was a good month for us. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, special teams, uh, like I said, we'd already talked about it a little bit before the questionable punt return and, uh, decision making of who to put back there and kind of leaving Michigan State knowing what we were going to do because it clearly was evident we were not going to return punts at all. Um, even kickoffs, I mean, we didn't. I think we returned one, maybe if not, but no, we but I think they kicked it out every time. Regardless, this was a game that you needed Brian Buscini to give you good field position, and he did not have a good game. He shanked a couple of punts that gave Michigan State better field position. And I we're, I mean, we're going to see it definitely with Wisconsin and Iowa is you're going to need special teams to kind of give you the field advantage position and not hurt you. And, you know, we always make fun of Iowa for having a really good punter and being the team MVP. And I mean, he sort of is. I mean, you if you're able to flip a field by a 50 plus yard punt. I mean, that does dividends for the confidence. And when your offense isn't moving the ball and you're kicking out of your end zone and you kick a 29 yard punt and you give Michigan state the ball, you're 35. And it's like, what are we even doing here? Um, so yeah, special teams did not do well. Um, a lot of questionable decisions going into that game. Bushini just again, the game you needed him to boot 40 plus yard punts, he shanks a couple in critical times, and I hope he truly fixes it. If not, I hope they seriously consider looking for another punter because I don't think you can keep doing that 
game to game and giving your defense shorter field to work with and asking them to even step up even more than they were what uh, they already are doing and trying to defend a shorter field rather than trying to have them, you know, defend 80 yards compared to 40 yards type thing. Um, but yeah, I could, yeah. Hopefully Ethan nations is back there next week. And the, that will just hopefully tell us that they're going to return punts now. Um, again, this is all under the assumption that we can trust him to catch the ball because that was the whole point. Kemp was back there in the first place uh, this past game. So, or Billy Kemp might be healthy enough to start returning punts. But either way, I think, I think we have to start changing that narrative, especially if the offense is going to start spit and sputtering and go three and outs on short field advantages. Um, you're going to need all three phases of your game to help your entire team out and. Special teams is one way to do that is just give your offense 10 to 15 less yards to work with rather than telling them to go get those 10 to 15 yards because you fair caught a punt. Um, but yeah, that's, I, I had always assumed the general rule is you place, you plant your feet on the 10 yard line. If that ball goes over your head, you let it go. I don't know when that rule changed and I don't know if the rule has changed, but that was always my general assumption of how to catch fair, like how to catch punts. Again, speaking from a guy that's never played college football, but I just assumed that was always the rule is anything up behind your head past that 10 yard line. And if you have to start moving back, just let it go. Like take your chance let the punt roll into the end zone more often than not, especially with a team like Michigan state, that's not known for their special teams. You just let it do that. Now with Iowa, you probably want to catch that ball because they're really good at downing it within like the three yard line. Regardless, special teams needs to be, addressed more and there was there was still a part of me that i thought if nebraska could get within like around that 35 yard line that alvano was probably going to drill that kick if we made him go out and try to tie the game up now did i want to see that game go into overtime not really because i think it would have been more of a crap show than it already was (laughs) but i think I, you know, I think if it was even remotely close in that last possession, I think Rule would have sent Albano out regardless. Um, I think he trusts him that much now. And, you know, he made his only kick that he had to uh, Saturday, which I get, I mean, it wasn't that long either. It was like 25 yards, but. Hey, he keeps the confidence yeah. rolling. It does. And uh, those are those are my only grips with, uh, I guess, gripes with the special teams is uh, be better. <laughs> Yeah, I'd, strange I'd great. That, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a strange, strange one, right? <laughs> I'd say I, I agree with that. Um, yeah, I have someone who can return punts. Hopefully, it's Billy Kemp and he's back and healthy and able to do that. If not, I I don't know. I'd rather take my chances, I guess, and see if we can help out the offense in any way we can there, because. Like we said, down at the five yard line is not not the answer to that. So, and I will say, I I, I didn't call it exactly, but I have said that I would have liked to see Bushini be a little more consistent, and he uh, was not consistent on Saturday. <laughs> so I would still like to see him be just a little more consistent <laughs> going forward. Um, yeah said can't be shanking puns if if anything we need we need him to if 
we're going to be in games like that going forward. We need him to help try and flip the field, give the defense, you know, every chance they can to be able to make plays and things like that. So, um, and especially with Maryland, who is probably going to be the better offensive team that Nebraska has mm-hmm. played the past four games since probably Michigan. Um, you know, you don't want to be giving Maryland the ball with 50 yards to work with. I mean, you need them. Like make, make them drive the 80 yards. Yeah, make yeah. them drive 80 yards on you and set up 50 and only needing 15 to put themselves in field goal range already in that type of situation. So, yeah, uh, hopefully Bushini figures it out because <laughs> I don't even know who our backup hunter is or if. Or would I like to find out? <laughs> right. But well, uh... Chuba has a Josh Allen arm that we don't know about and we can just <laughs> arm upon everything. We can do that too. <laughs> Josh Allen's really good at doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I I will disagree with you, Andy. This is where I'll disagree with you. Is I I was really hoping Alvano was going to get his chance at the end of the game there, and I. Look what I said, didn't I? I was thought I said you I didn't. You said you didn't want to see the game go to overtime. Though. Well, we never yeah. we never apologize for free football. What are you talking? Uh, about? <laughs> that might have been one of the games I didn't want to watch more ugly football the way that my heart the way my heart was working with that game i was i wouldn't have been able to make it through through uh, overtime i am i am a true but once it starts involving my team then yeah it's a lot more fun when it's other teams not not ours watching (laughs) iowa northwestern be 10 to 7 that's how you really harden your heart is when you start seeing nebraska get involved in the sick of games not me i harden my heart by just eating butter Oh. Here, that's really good. Here, it's really healthy for you. I don't, that's your only, only if it's deep fried. I've heard the health uh, benefits. Yeah, are absolutely. And insane. no, my doctor doesn't know. I don't go to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a guy. I assume everything. I assume everything could be solved by ibuprofen and ice. <laughs> Wait, it can't. I, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> But yeah, that's, you have any, that's, I was gonna say, do you have no, anything that's else? My Nate? special teams assessment. I uh, I I agree with Andy. I disagree with Andy about the uh, <laughs> not wanting to see extra football, but I agree <laughs> that I think Alvano, if he had a chance, would have probably would have drilled it. So it and like you said, it wasn't just a twenty-four yard kick, but hopefully it's keeping his confidence up and hopefully we keep seeing good things from him going forward. I mean I don't have much else to touch on. Uh, what I was going to say is that Alvano, and this is not a this is not an indictment on him, but Alvano was the shining spot of our special teams, and the, he he was our shining spot with a twenty four yard field goal and then extra points. Mm-hmm. That's usually not something that you. I mean, it'd be different if he got if he won the game. If it was like twenty three twenty, he won the game on that last on a last minute field goal. Basically, what we were saying, but he won the game for us. That'd be different. Like then, yeah, that's the shining star. That's the shining star moment that you kind of want to see your kicker get. But man, I mean, this, I think this to me, uh, in the terms of special teams, just solidified that the entire team just looked, looked unprepared almost. And I don't know if that was quite the case. It just looked like they didn't, like nothing could get going. And I mean, it, it maintains, it maintained throughout the whole game. And I think I I just had a feeling too going back just to the defensive side of things. Once they started looking like they were lost and getting out schemed, it was like, man, this this game's not going to go well at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, with special teams is 
Uh, I don't know. I put in my notepad that uh, we might need to go uh, shopping for a punter too, but I don't know how many punters you get. But I don't know. Bushini has had an all right, has had set of all right games, but he's never, you know, wowed me. But uh, this game was not it. And this is the one, you know, I, I specifically remember the punt where I was like, oh, this is where he needs to, this is where he needs to punt it down within the like 20 if he can, you know, he needs to put a boot on it and it went all of like 24 yards and it was like, Oh, well, I shouldn't have said anything because obviously it was not, not what we needed, but (laughs) I don't know, man, that was a tough, it was just a tough game. And I mean, I think we can all kind of, we can kind of rest there because having to re talk about it and relive it kind of was not, not so joyous either, but not great on my mental health right now. <laughs> I suppose we we kind of already talked about it a little bit, but Maryland, um, I don't know. It's been a been a season of two halves for them. It seems like started out really is. hot. Usually is. Yeah, I don't know. They seem like they were going to put something together this year, and then all of a sudden they just kind of fell off. I, I mean, I'm I, I'm not saying like we're a guaranteed win here. Like it's a guaranteed win for us, but kind of fell off a cliff it seems and then granted they played ohio state and then last week they played uh penn state which you know two tougher teams in the in the country so you're looking at that looking at that schedule compared to ours i can you know there's a bit of a disparity there but then they lost to illinois and northwestern which we've also beat so i don't know I'd say on, I'm not even going to continue to do the on paper. This looks like this because our offense has proven every time that whatever it looks like on paper, they're able to completely either overshoot or undershoot it. And every time that I'm like, Oh, the offense is not going to score that much. They're like, we're going to score 38 this time. So it's like, whatever. (laughs) So I don't know. Maryland is going to be a tough challenge, specifically their offense. I think that's going to be the, like you said, and it's going to be our toughest defensive uh, this is again the game that I think the defense will respond, and I'm hoping that they do because if the defense responds here, um, the Maryland defense doesn't. Okay, hear me out. It doesn't scare me as much, but I mean, I do know who our offense. See that, but well, <laughs> but 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 well, because when you say it, it's a problem. I, I'm hoping I can get away. <laughs> with it. I'm hoping, and also I'm I'm putting a caveat here where I say, but we, you know, it's still our offense. So just because, like, they could probably I, I, this sounds bad, but like they could probably play like the state champion uh, high school defense, and Nebraska might look a little iffy. Uh, you know, maybe. <laughs> I, I, for me, uh, I'll just keep it brief. But my my quick keys to the game here would be the defense needs to respond. They need to show us, you know, that they're still the defense that we have enjoyed the last few weeks outside of Michigan State. Offense, uh, really, my key for them is just don't turn the ball over. At this point, I think that might be the biggest thing is if, is they can get through a game without turning the ball over. Um that to me would be successful because there's our offense is not going to be the one to win us the game. Well, I shouldn't say that they've surprised us a couple times where they do put together a drive and they score. So, you know, maybe as long as they can do that a couple times in four quarters, I'll be happy as long as the defense can respond based on, you know, I'm hoping that the, the team is hungry after this loss because they need to be, uh, again, we're still within range of being able to go bowling, but, 
now we're getting to the point where it's like you need to put it together and you need to make it work. And I think rule and company will do it well. Um, and then for special teams, just uh, get rid of the idea of whatever you were doing with putting Billy Kemp back there um, and try to field a punt at least because, you know, I think like you guys said, that hamstrung us so badly. Um, it was you, you're going back there to catch the ball. And like, I understand that we needed to do that, but then once they kept pinning us far enough down, it's like, man, maybe we should, maybe we should, you know, do what coaches do and adjust. And I guess maybe that'd be my biggest thing with special teams is it just didn't seem like there was any adjustment and maybe that, and and rule did kind of fall on his own sword there. He says, yeah, I, I, you know, I wish I wouldn't have done that, but like, that should have happened earlier. Like you shouldn't, you know, you, you can apologize for it later, but it should have already, you should have made the adjustment, but you know, Oh, and I guess my last one is just keep playing a clean game. Mm -hmm. The fact that we got out of Michigan state without any penalties is still shocking to me. Like good discipline. I I keep it up. Uh, Don't keep, keep not penalizing. That'd be great. (laughs) All right. I'll give it to you, Andy. Yeah, uh, I mean, my I think my points are always going to be generally the same. Um, week to week now is stop turning the ball over. First and foremost, um, you protect the football, good things tend to happen. And uh, like I had mentioned before, you know, Nebraska got lucky those three games that they won, losing the turnover margin. Um, finally comes back to bite them, but I think it's – it's just so wacky how even from day one, just like how much rule and his staff have preached ball security and not turning the ball over. And yet here they are like dead last in the nation of turnovers. Uh, so it's, you know, how much of that is coaching versus the player, you know, can go both ways, but I think absolutely the number one key right now is stop turning the ball over. Um, Good things will happen if you do that. You can keep drives alive. You give Maryland no chance at a short field, depending on where you turn it over. I mean, you have to protect the ball, whether it's throwing or running. And I I would like to see Emmett Johnson get more than 15 carries. I would like to see if Grant's doing the same amount of production, get him upward north of 10 carries a game as well. Um, you know, again, they're both probably – somewhat fumble fumble prone, but they didn't last game. I mean, they had some good pop and runs that got us some first downs. Um, They're hard runners. Um, Keep mixing it up with Josh fleeks in the backfield. um, Cause he's got a speed threat that can get you on the edge and get you some speed on the edge is can you hold those blocks? But the way that Nebraska wins this game is they have to protect the ball. First and foremost, the defense I agree with you, Zach. We'll bounce back. They will have a good game. You can still lean on your defense. I'm not saying you can't, but you have to do you know, you have to benefit them. I mean, you have to you have to play complimentary football in all three phases of the game. And you know, until Nebraska proves that, I mean it's gonna be really tough for them to have any sort of comeback victories or you know, play from behind type games. So it's you know, and all three of those wins, I mean, they never trailed once, I believe. Or if they did, it was very minuscule and it was less than, you know, four points or something like that. Um, you know, Nebraska held on to those games and just they never looked back of 
you know, I guess against Purdue, there was a very brief, very brief scare that that might happen. But um, yeah, protect the football, trust your run game. I mean, they're averaging 185 yards a game on the ground. I mean, just keep running the ball. Stop trying to be fancy with the passes. I mean, wait, did you say trust the run game? So yeah. you want to you want uh fifty yard fear uh fifty passes? <laughs> yes, yes, got absolutely, okay. absolutely. That is you got it. Exactly you got it, Andy. Saying. You got it. That's what's gonna be. Uh, yeah. I'll call up Sat tonight. Be like, hey, you know how the run game keeps working? Do nothing but pass. The don't ball. do that. <laughs> Straight up, you can... don't even do. It. If you do a run play, you're fired. You're you're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they, you can still lean on your defense. The defense is still going to be good. It's can you compliment them and just give them some confidence to go back out there and knowing that they're going to at least move the ball and try to score you points if the defense isn't going to be able to score you points too. Um, yeah, it's 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 the simple little things that Rule is preaching since day one, and it's going to come with time. I mean – we know we is rebuilding a program. We are at five wins year one. I really shouldn't be complaining at all, but it's, it's this game in the Minnesota game that, I mean, just looking at them, just are just sickening games, knowing that like Nebraska had every single chance to win those games and just the very small turnovers. Well, not small, they're big turnovers, but just the inopportune times for things to go wrong and make those mental mistakes and turn the ball over happened in those games that completely flipped the entire game. So yeah, just protect the ball, run the ball, let your defense do what it does and ball out and good things will happen. Um, you know, I Maryland is a better passing offense as we know. Um, they are, I mean, they are going to do that. They are going to pass the ball on you. Um, I, I don't, I mean, they're only averaging 116 yards rushing, um, but obviously passing for, you know, 280 yards a game. So they are going to pass the ball on you is how aggressive is Tony white going to be this week? Now, after what happened last week, when we were aggressive and it bit us in the butt, um, not being able to get to the quarterback in time. So you can be aggressive if you're going to get to the quarterback in time, but if you're not, whatever happened last week is going to happen again this week against a better passing team than Michigan state was. So I'll be interested to see how aggressive Tony white is and just kind of as the game goes, is he going to be aggressive? Is he going to be more conserved, relaxed? I don't really know. I obviously depends on what the offense is doing and what momentum that is, but that's what I just, if Nebraska can just stop turning it over three plus times a game, I mean, you give yourself a very good chance to stay in games longer and win games. I mean, it's just, yeah, ball security is absolutely number one. And I hope the offense is finding some sort of way to rework that where, you know, you're not having to put Heinrich in those pocket passing situations. If he's not going to be able to scramble out and prevent those strip sacks from happening. So those, yeah, those are my keys is, Overall, summed up in a point, be better. Yeah, it's uh, it'll be an interesting game on Saturday. We've got, you know, two five and four teams that are going to be battling for a bowl game, and somebody decided to put it at 11 a.m. on Peacock. So, good job, Big Ten. We hate you. Um, but 
past that, um, I think it's going to be an interesting, interesting game for a defense. It they're going to need to bounce back because I think both of you alluded to that Maryland is probably going to be just overall a better offensive team than probably we've seen since the Michigan game. Uh, just looking at baby two stats from a glance. I mean, almost 2,500 yards and over 20 touchdowns. They're, they're going to be passing the ball. They're going to be targeting our secondary that everyone knows is a bit of a liability. And so they're going to need, Defense can need to tighten the bolts there and really, really settle in. And it's, I think it's going to be a battle. Uh, I think it's going to be an interesting game. I will go even a step higher and say, or lower, I guess, whichever way you want to think about it. But um, obviously the turnovers need to come down, but I would say win the turnover battle, I think needs to be a key. Like we, we can afford one turnover or so, but defense needs to step up and make a couple plays to get that momentum back and kind of flip the game on its head. So that'll be, that'll be my key. And yeah, just something competent offensively, (laughs) just whether it's run the ball or if we can somehow unlock Heinrich throwing for 350 yards. That'd be five touchdowns. I wouldn't be upset either. Just (laughs) figure out something for your personnel that works. What you do set the sliders to 99. (laughs) (laughs) They'll never know. You could have done that the whole time. Yeah, Nate's now doing it. I guess there is something to be said for you know, you don't want to let everybody know too early. Yeah, Michigan. But um yeah, those are my keys of the game. I'll I don't know if you guys are ready for the predictions yet, or... Oh, I am. I've got mine. All right. I'll, I'll let one of you guys go first. I, I think I've got one, but I'm going to wow. let him marinate for a second. All right. Well, I've been marinating on mine for a while, and you're going to love it. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we've talked kind of negatively the whole time, but, you know, no one likes a loss, so it'll be better. Uh, I do firmly believe that Nebraska gut, you know, plays a gut check game, pulls out a win here. Um, and ironically, uh, I like the score so much last weekend with at least the the numbers that I'm going to say that's how we're going to win it this week, and we're going to win 2017 with Over hits. with uh, with two interceptions, unfortunately, from Harburg. Yeah. Well, Zach's under hits. I am hammering the over. Interesting. 24-23, Nebraska. Maryland covers, but over That's a heck. That'd, that'd be... God, I, I like some... I wanted to go with a wonky score, and I'm going with a wonky score. <laughs> but Maryland covers. I just don't know if my heart can take that kind of game. I'm just going to throw it out there. Or Nebraska. No, Nebraska. <laughs> Nebraska would cover. Because Maryland's the favorite, so yeah, Nebraska can yeah, cover that. Yeah, yeah. All right, marinated, marinating Nate. All right, I think I have marinated enough. The juices are bubbling now. Um, I think I'm going to hammer the under. I don't think it's going to be a particularly high-scoring game, and I am going to go with Nebraska twenty, Maryland twelve. They're going to kick a lot of field goals. <laughs> I think the defense will wonky bend score. a bit and break, but not break. So that's that's what we're hoping for. We love wonky scores. 
I feel like I need to put like a 16 or something now. They like they get that was pounds in a my original thought like, was like 20 to 16. I was like, no, I'll be a little more optimistic. I was like, 16 is kind of a well, it's not hard. I mean, if they go for not two, a lot, but miss an extra point, kick field goals from there, yeah. good things happen. That's true. Miss a couple extra points, kick field goals. <laughs> I mean, if you get to 10, I mean, you just got to kick two field goals. That's all. That's that is true. That's a good point. <laughs> all right. Well, this one might be the toughest. And I don't know. I, I'm guessing team. the shuttles. I say, I'm going to guess the shuttles not big enough to fit the entire yeah. team. But there's nobody really that stuck out. That was a pure suck. They it all were. Every, it was everybody. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, you know what? How about this? We'll wrap this together. Uh, we're going to fire Maryland into this thing because apparently when it came to trivia this week, we didn't have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we'll just blame Fam- Maryland. Famously, uh, Nebraska and Maryland have only ever played twice in twice. their historic program football histories. Um, and those have both been within the most recent uh, decades. So, yeah, I was going to say, I think it was 2016 and 2019. Well, I guess decade if you start from this year going back 10 years but yes that's how i took that but i was gonna say like (laughs) that's the 2020 decade (laughs) (laughs) but you know that's not trivia you gotta have you know something that's been a little historical because everybody'd be like oh you know that was basically yesterday in college football years so all right so this one is gonna be more or less just fun uh but before we get to what this week's is we gotta go back and do last week's obviously and uh we're back to only one submission, but uh, Mr. Chris got it once again. Uh, for a reminder, the question was, who caught the game-winning touchdown pass in the 2012 game against Michigan State? Uh, and that was Jamal Turner. And then who threw that pass was T-Magic or Taylor Martinez or <laughs> Turf Toe, whatever you want to call him. Or Daddy's Boy after Bo Pelini yelled at him during the Texas A&M game. <laughs> whatever you want to call him. Uh, he should have left his cell phone in his locker and uh, yes. with it during the game. Uh, anyway, oh, wasn't that so game I, like nine to six too? It yeah, it was something. It was something like that. You know what? It was a really like, weird game. If we had some prime, if we had some prime T magic now, we would be like, yes, absolutely, give me that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he still doesn't have a whole lot. He still wouldn't have a whole lot to work with. But man, it would be a. It'd be something. It yeah, would be it was. Something. It was a nine to six. <laughs> It would be, yeah. yeah. It would God, be. God, what a weird game that was, too. The Big Ten uh, before they were even in the Big Ten. <laughs> no, we were, we were just getting, we were just preparing ourselves for it. Uh, all right. So then for this week, uh, the question is, what is a terrapin? Um, and this obviously is maybe a slight hint. Um, we want like your best the, and worst answers at the same best, time. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Give uh, us whatever, then, whatever you want to give us. What is the average lifespan of the, of a terrapin? Is the bonus so not, not as fun? But you can also give us your best and worst answers on that. <laughs> oh yeah, I can't. I I hope we get like randomly like six people answering this one because it's just a bunch of random <laughs> answers. Okay, no, how about this? Really have to know how about this? We'll we'll give point we'll give points for the correct answer. But if somebody comes up with the most creative, they also get points. We'll, yes, uh, yeah, yes, we'll do that. I mean, at this point, you can try and do all you want because I, I don't think I don't think Chris is going to be beat at this point. 
So mm-hmm. um, if if you are one of the, I hope, six that I just mentioned that want to play trivia, though, <laughs> um, we have uh, all the links, uh, once again, are all in the descriptions uh, that say, you know, either that take you directly to the form or take you to our link tree, which has the submit trivia answers here button. Um, otherwise, if you're watching this on the video, you can see at the bottom of the screen, I've got our email account, um, NebraskaAbilities at gmail.com. You can send us all those. Um, I'm not going to make the Pony Express or Smoke Signal joke. I already done that two times in a row or two weeks in a row, I think. So this time, how about this? I'll do I'll do paper airplane. If you can throw me a paper airplane uh, <laughs> in in through my window, um, I'll I'll take that. I'll actually give you like ten points if you can do it. You get one shot though. You you can let me know. Road you trip. You can, yeah. you can let me know. I'll open the window. <laughs> I, I give you one shot to make a paper. My flight is shot. booked. <laughs> and you cannot you cannot ball it up. It has to be a plane. You can't just be like, oh, this is my paper airplane and ball it up and throw it through. It has to be a plane. Um, so one more time. Um Nebraskabilities at gmail.com if you want to email us. Uh you can uh, otherwise look at the descriptions in our YouTube videos or uh wherever you listen to your podcasts for the direct link or to our link tree that has the submit answers here. Um, or whatever exactly it says, something like that. Um, and then we have Nebraska taking on Maryland, as we said, at 11 a.m. On, on the, the cock. On the 11th on Peacock. So yep. if, you, uh, peacock. if you don't have the streaming service known as Peacock, um, you won't be able to find watch somebody that does. There's yes. a radio. Find friends. <laughs> yes, find yeah, friends. Find the radio. Whoa. Yeah, whatever that ancient thing is. Or you could, you could, you know, for the for the people that know a little bit more about tech, you can sail the high seas. But we are probably not supposed to tell people to do that. So I would not recommend doing that because that's illegal. So don't do that. Hypothetically, you could. Do but that. you could hypothetically do it if you get in trouble. It's on you, though. you made the decision. <laughs> so, all right. Anything yeah, else, you guys? I- Last any, any closing thoughts here? As always, scares by ninety. <laughs> oh, so defeated. Uh, yeah, it's getting more depressing now that I don't even know if you've combined the past games, like the past four or five games, if we've even reached ninety total. Doesn't matter. I'm not that good at math, so we'll never know. Um, <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> Treat you use numbers in your job. Shh, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a math minor at all. Um, ah, okay. But <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure his job is just to go outside and go look up and be like, "Yep, yep, it's gonna be sunny today." <laughs> ah, yeah, there's some weather there. Um, weather, weather's sure weathering today. <laughs> it's there. <laughs> But uh, yeah, tune in. It's it'll be a good game. We got you know, like I said, two teams vying for a bowl game this weekend. Um, only up from here, especially after last week. So as always, it's a possibility. It's Nebraska ability. <laughs> <laughs>